Hello, everyone. This is Greg Aiden with Aiden Leadership uh, coming to you live from Denver, a beautiful fall morning or I guess afternoon now. And I have the pleasure of introducing the world to Kate Nelligan. And she has a, a variety of things she does and a variety of titles that she's held in the past four years. Four years. We'll ask her to share with that in a minute. But uh, hello, Kate. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me today. My pleasure. My pleasure. I've been looking forward to this. Uh, so first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I know you you did some time, so to speak, in California before you came here, but give us the quick journey as to how you ended up in Longmont. Yeah. So my story is Los Angeles to Longmont or Hollywood to horses, but essentially <laughs> I was on the East Coast. Um, which is my roots, Jersey in my roots, and then moved to Los Angeles to work for the movie studios. Did that for a while. I was in LA for 13 years, and then I've been in Longmont for about four and a half now, and was really called to be more with nature, with land, and I do equine-partnered life and business coaching. Equine-partnered life coaching. All right, tell us not all of us knows what equine even is, but tell us, how did you get into horses coming from Hollywood? And let's let's give you some cred here. First of all, you've been working with large companies in your past, iTunes, uh, Xbox, Sony PlayStation, which my son is all over that, Amazon. Uh, yeah, I mean, big names. And here you are working with yourself and the partners, but you've decided to partner with horses. Yes. Tell us, tell us why, please. Yeah. So I, you know, was always very driven and I loved marketing, which I did for several years and uh, was working inside the movie studio system and really started to have an awakening where I realized like my ego was not really what I wanted driving me in my life. Amen. I got my master's in spiritual psychology and that really gets you in touch with a service mindset and loyalty to your soul. And for me, I, when I was a kid, I loved animals uh, and I loved horses. I rode most of my life. I rode and competed in college and I got lucky to, when I graduated, come out and find this incredible horse who really just kind of changed my life um, and a mentor, human mentor at the time who was working with addicts in recovery and rehab in Malibu, California. And I started to become a mentee and realize that transformation was happening in two years that took two, or excuse me, in two hours that took two years in my master's program. And I said, what's happening here in these two hours? And so I decided to study the way of the horse and their way of being and realize that that could really help us with our leadership and our emotional intelligence. Well, you said a couple of key words that I, I listened to and you had an awakening. Love mm -hmm. to talk to you more about that. And and you you said you didn't want your ego to to be what drove drove you. And let's start with the awakening first. What what really happened, and and what what was it that was inside you at that time? Yeah, I think there was always like a perfectionism and like a drive, a type A, a hustle. And then I would reach a level of achievement. Like my goal was to be VP at thirty three. I did it at thirty one. And then the what? Yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> yes. super grateful for all of like the achievement junkie that's inside of me yeah. um, because it keep, it does keep me motivated. And it was also like it came with a deep unfulfillment where I was like, there's always this what's next. There's always this element of 
it's not enough, right? And so, and my TEDx talk is actually on that, like finding the sweet spot of enoughness and when we move out of perfectionism. But ultimately, I I had a, a many moments of awakening, but um, one in particular where I was selling like horror movies on the phone to iTunes, and I was like, "This is it's not that bad, right?" Mm-hmm. And and I lifted above myself and was like, "What are you doing with your life? It is really bad what you're selling. Like it's really like the darkest of the dark." And then I would go after work to Agape and you know pray, pray and meditate on unconditional love, and I was really incongruent, right? Like I yeah. had that moment where I went what am I here and how do I want to spend my time on earth? And it's certainly not um, selling horror. That's for sure. It really was very much about love. And I had to wake up to what was really in my heart to do. And luckily like the horses guided me to that place. And I I took a little detour. I created a conscious media channel because I thought, well, I can help change entertainment right from this dark space to more light and more positivity and more inspiration. And then I love doing that, but really like the horses were like, no, no, like we want to work one-on-one in deeper ways and groups, uh, great change that way. Yeah. I, what I, what I heard you say too, was perhaps from perfect to purpose. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) raise raise your hand listeners. If you are uh, perfect and you might be for a moment, right? but no one can sustain that. And, And frankly, I don't think anyone cares that you're perfect. And I don't mean you, Kate. I mean, no, us. I know. <laughs> uh, my, it's my boring. Kids, it is. It's, it's boring and it's, <laughs> it's, super it's, boring. it's lonely at the top, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I, it's funny. We have similar passes, the past, and I, uh, I relate very well to what you said. And then tell me, how did you decide that you were going to set ego aside? And when did you really face your ego and beyond perfectionism? What, when did you decide that your ego wasn't what was really driving you? Yeah, that actually happened in my master's program and a practicum. You're in the desert, Palm Palm Springs for five days without a phone, without you're not really allowed off the property. And um, you have to face like all parts of yourself. So I got there and on the first night I started crying and it took like three days to come out of those tears and all of just like unwinding all of the stuff that was stuck in my cells and my energy and just really deep healing work. Um, and I... I thought I was going to die there, but really what I did have is I had what I'd call an ego death, which is the element of like fully surrendering, like the ways we think we are, who we are and what we should be doing and what we, just all of these masks and ways of being that were are guarding, right? And protective. And, and I had to shed quite a bit and surrender quite a lot. Um, and I won't go into all the nitty gritty no of what it looks like but an ego death is pretty powerful and when we come out of it I actually felt like something was leaving me and I was becoming a different version of myself like the true essence of who I am and I lived in bliss for a couple weeks afterwards and um and have really done my best to like know that that's actually my true north and that how to get back to it if I need to right beautiful I would invite anybody that hasn't killed their ego yet to do so. And it may not take five days in Palm Springs. By the way, I spent four years in Palm Springs, but it it, uh, it did nothing but feed my ego. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> but I uh, I hear you. And I, and I, and I just want to know that just from one professional that helps others to another professional who helps others, I really admire that in you, Kate. Thank you. Appreciate really. it. 
Yeah. yeah, it was hard, but it was worth it. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, again, when you look back and you're much younger than I am, but as you continue to grow and mature and work with the even more amazing people, and I, and obviously the your whole future is ahead of you, you will look back and, and realize that every single thing that has happened to you and you allowed to happen to you, you created it. So that if we look at we can be a victim or we can be an owner. And I'm looking at a woman that has totally became, become an owner and left whatever could have been holding her back be, beyond you and or behind you. And, and again, congratulations. Yeah, thanks. And I invite everyone to listen to what Kate's saying and, and do what you can to let that ego go because it won't serve you. It's all about you. And last I looked, and by the way, you said you had a, you know, this, what you were working towards had a service mindset. And I can't, I can't uh, say enough, and I believe servant leadership, again, not faith-based, but if you want to go back to one of the greatest leaders that ever led was Jesus, and if you want to call that faith-based, okay. Uh, if that's too corny for you, then let's just go to Robert Greenleaf in the 70s, and he basically said, very simply, servant leadership is to serve another and then lead them. And whether you have dogs or cats or kids or grandmothers and grandpas, it's, it's the way people are at their best. So tell us, tell us about what you're doing today and your, your why behind horses. And then let's dig into what horses have, have shown you and what have you experienced, Kate, when you're with a horse and another human being, what, what transpires? Yeah, thank you. And I love, I love that context for servant leadership. And I, I do feel in many ways that horses keep, keep me out of my ego, right? They keep me out of that perfectionism and they ask me to surrender agenda all the time. So what, what's funny is I had this first experience with this horse named Bleachy, which means happily. And she taught me to lead with love. I had another one of those breakdown to breakthrough moments with her where I was doing leadership exercise on the ground and I couldn't get it. And I had all this like, but I've known horses my whole life and I should be able to do this. And, and just, I really kind of like crumbled down to the ground in this arena and was like, I, I can't do it. Like I really am bad at leadership. And I just literally heard, it was like this moment where I felt like I heard her say lead with love. And I'm like, what and did you just say that? And she turned around and walked to me across the arena and I'm like, okay. And it was truly this energy of like, how do we stay grounded in our bodies first and foremost? Cause horses live there. They live in this present moment, body awareness, which helps us navigate the world. Right. And stay safe and stay aware but also from the heart space, because horses' hearts are five times the size of ours. So that electromagnetic field is incredibly powerful, which is why people will sometimes cry just looking at them or being with them. So for me, they like keep me really humble. They keep me really authentic. Um, they keep me really present, which I've always really struggled with. Like I've always had like just, we all have monkey minds, right? But I've always been I'm always thinking and creating and being in that space that sometimes I like forget that I have, like I, I'm on earth, right? And so they keep me really grounded and present. And so they do the same for, for my clients and who I work with in sessions. They help people with these inner qualities that really then help them have like outer lives that they love. Yeah. Well, the inner qualities of a great leader, you mentioned three uh, fantastic traits, uh, humble, uh, which is next door to compassionate, which yes. is surrounded by empathy. And 
I don't know a great leader who doesn't have that quality. And then you said authentic. It's funny how, how un, unreal, and I don't mean in a great way, but how unreal our world has become. Yeah. We actually believe that this is the predictor of our greatness, this, uh, an iPhone or some tablet that says you have so many likes. So authenticity is huge for me. And then um, present. I, I can't tell you how many times I've looked at someone who is, they think they're listening to me and they're not. And, you know, yet call me cocky, call me stupid, but I'll, I'll just stop. And I'll say, hey, Steve, are you there? Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm here. I'm coaching you. And you're not present. <laughs> right. You're paying for this. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's why I just stop and ask. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Okay. And I don't know, maybe it's me, maybe it's my material, but, you know, you, you see people all over the world and they're together, but they're not together because they're not present. And I ask them through my, through my eyes, or do you want to be together? I don't know. It's, it's funny, but those are the traits I look for in a great leader, humility, authenticity, and being present. So if you were riding up an elevator and uh, there's a 12 year old standing next to you and they, they see your business card attached to your backpack, or I was going to say briefcase, we don't have those anymore. And they looked up at you and said, why do you do what you do? What, mm -hmm. what would you tell this 12 year old? Oh, I mean, my, my 12 year old would meet that 12 year old from a place of like, cause I love horses, right? Like for me, I used to define success from that ego paradigm of like what the world would appreciate me for, right? Like title and status, yeah. all of that. And now like to me, success is doing what you love, right? Doing what you love. Well, I do mm. doing what you love, because if you love it, people feel that. People are inspired by that. You're a way shower, right? It's the Marion Williamson quote where you finally are not as afraid of your light as you think you are, right? And and you shine it. And so I, my 12-year-old would be like, because I love horses, right? That's my personal why. Yeah. My global why is because I want to live on a planet where people do love each other more, where people are kinder to each other, where people are more present. And I get emotional just thinking about it. But it's like, there's that element of like, how can we treat each other better, right? Yeah. And how can we treat animals better? <laughs> because I see a lot, quite frankly, of abuse of animals and horses take a lot. And, yeah. and I just want to live on a planet where we treat them better, where the wild horses can be wild. <laughs> you know, we see our animals as equals and there isn't this like speciesism. And so, you know, that's my bigger why. And uh, a lot of it is for the horses because I can be a voice for them and I can help them. And I'm just one of many, right? Mm work but if I can help more people see animals differently which they do like when my clients come they like really see animals in a different light then sure. I've made a, I've made an impact which is something I want to do so. right well I I put a heart in the middle of a circle when I talk to a client and or talk with a client and I and I ask them that's do you see you in there whether it's a heart or a head or a stick figure, I don't care. You're, you are the center of your universe to begin with. But how you show up, how we show up every single day, when we put our feet on the ground and we start to be who we want to be, we impact, you said it, not me, we impact people, we inspire people, or we uh, allow people to see our true self. And if we're you know, leading with love, and I, I love it because what else is there? 
Lead with intimidation. Okay, that's not leadership. That's management or supervisor at best. And then be a way shower. I love that phrase. Uh, And because it's usually show me the way and just be now you give that show me the way person a, a noun, right? It's a way shower. Love it. Um, so inside that circle is you, is you, Kate, and how do you decide every day that you're actually going to live your purpose and be the woman you say you're being, and how do we find you, and, and how do you work with clients? There's three or four questions there. Take your time. Yeah, thank you. I think for me, it's like the way it comes through me is like I created a conscious media channel until I realized that I myself was a channel. Like I am here as a channel, as a bridge um, for people, right? In this human animal bond space, like I am a bridge. And for me, it comes through as writing, speaking. So thank you for helping me fulfill my purpose in speaking right now. Um, Writing, speaking, and what I'll call coaching, right? Which is a general term for those of us who are teachers and healers and guides and, um, you know, catalysts and all of that. So I, you know, it's a broad term. I don't even love the term coach, but that's how it comes through for me. So uh, that's when I know I'm being a purpose, when I'm moving my information that I'm getting, connecting to the horses and or spirit through me in those ways. Uh, and yeah, people can, so the way I work is I work with people one-on-one or in groups and sometimes it's, you know, I'll do an intuition development workshop and I'm leading it with the horses or people come to me and they ask me to put together a workshop or we're doing a team building or leadership training and they're learning that way. Uh, but ultimately I like getting people outside in nature, on the ground, doing different exercises that aren't riding based, uh, so they can be eye to eye with a horse and they can yeah. their ways of being. So, and I travel, I'm currently based in Longmont, Colorado, but I travel to different ranches as well. And I've learned how to do it virtually because during pandemic, we all had to learn how to do a lot of stuff through Zoom. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. I can't imagine. You are a bridge. Uh, I love that. And again, we are conduits as coaches and consultants. We are uh, just a way of helping someone get to where they are and where they say they want to be. And I I focus a lot, Kate, in my practice on what is it that you want? And I just listen. I listen to a human being tell me what I they believe is important to them. Then I say, all right, what are you willing to do to get there? And that doesn't mean break rules or, or, or fasting or anything. It just means what are you willing to do? And are you willing to do the work? And then a colleague of mine a few years ago said, let's add a third question, when? When are you going to get started? Because we can talk all day about what you want and what you're willing to do, but when are you going to get started? And then coaching. I'm uh, deep, deep into building trust and culture and trust in a relationship and culture. What is it? What does it really mean? And I've been reading a lot. And, and I would tell you that coaching comes up all the time as to one of the most important things leaders can do with their, their people, their followers parents as kids uh, with kids it's how do you coach how do you mentor and tell me a little bit about your view of how valuable coaching is not just because you and I are coaches but coaching in general how do you see the world being better if some of us took ownership of who we are and showed up as a coach I love that question I I was working in vet medicine for a while. And one of the things I really believe that they all needed was the staff needed to learn coaching skills, like truly 
how to coach employees, right, through different different things. Um, so a lot of it is through listening, right? USM, my master's program has, like, the first skill is heart-centered listening. We talked before about are you present, are you listening? So that's a huge skill. But I believe that coaching skills, like the actual ability to reflect feelings, listen deeply, have accountability, what you're saying is the when, all of these pieces are going to infiltrate corporate America as people become more emotionally intelligent and realize that it is like the crux of success. Like this is why people hire coaches because they're like, I either I'm stuck or I hit a wall or I can't do it on my own. I need support and I need to be, um, I want to be successful. Right. And that's why people do it. They hire coaches for that exact reason. And I'm a huge fan of success. Like that's my thing in the Enneagram. Like let's, <laughs> if you want success, let's do it. You know, like, like it's fun because the journey to what you want is really where all the learning and the growth come from. And that's our evolution. That's our awakening. And I think that's why we're here. So the last part you said has, is just so many antidotes to like the journey is the way when we start doing what we say we want to do, A, we're on purpose and we leave some of the baggage behind the things that aren't serving us, whether it's weight or alcohol or drugs or a bad relationship. And again, you can't carry all that crap up a mountain. I don't, you know, I'm sure you've done a 14 or two in your day, especially living with some of them right in your backyard. And you know that the, if the less crap you have in your backpack, the easier it is to climb. And I use that analogy all the time. And here's the success. And I would ask anyone listening, what is what does success look like to you? And if it's full of dollar signs and fame and fortune and a title, good luck. Because I believe you're listening to two relatively intelligent human beings tell you that that's not where success lives. Success lives in our heart, in our soul. And when you are, you radiate potential for other people. And I believe successful coaches get that. I don't know anybody that has arrived, truly arrived without some mentoring or coaching or great parenting. Uh, and I look at leadership as, as, a, as an, an add-on to parenting. But as I mentioned to you off air, I've learned more about leadership by coaching and being a parent with my two kids than I have any credential I've acquired along the way. So I'm, I'm humbled by the two little people who will ultimately define who I was, not any client, not any title, no bank account. That'll never end up on my tombstone. But what Brooks and Sam think about me, I'm sure that'll be etched in there somewhere. I love it. Yeah. So I want to uh, just say on air that uh, I believe you, Kate, have decided to join us for the Leadership Development Series in February. Is it still a go? Yeah, that'd be great. I'm okay. Well, there's there's your commitment. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll use part of this podcast to promote you and certainly what you're doing with horses. But as you thought about participating in the leadership development series, what were some of the things that you thought about in and and why join us? Why join us in the journey of of helping thousands of people around the world get it? Yeah. I mean, I think leadership is one of the most important conversations we could be having because we do every morning we lead. There's self-leadership, conscious choices all day long. And then there's the importance of like when you are given the responsibility of leading other humans, right, as, you, as a dad, as a mom, for me, with animals or with people, right, as a coach or in any job that we have, right, any career path that we have, like we... It's a, it's a beautiful responsibility, but it's one that we don't 
really want to go into unconsciously, right? Or with a lot of ego, because we can actually do quite a bit of damage. I've seen it. I've seen really bad leadership. I wanted to fix it inside of the movie studio system and went, okay, I guess I'll do it outside, right? And I'll do it with horses because they have a way of getting into people's hearts even faster than I do. So I just really, you know, I, I feel like it's an important conversation. I think there's a lot of different facets and you have so many great speakers already that I've seen having been watched, you know, one of the most recent ones. And I just think it's inspiring. And I took so many notes and I think there's a lot for people to learn, but there's a lot for people to be. And I that that's the paradigm shift right now is it's not what you're doing it's how you're being while you're doing it and this kind of conference can help shift that for you thank you kate look forward to having you with us uh like you said with on a great uh, lineup of speakers and with that i will i'll just say thank you i mean just to just to recap you've you've been to the top you you've got your title before you expected it and again i said congratulations not in a cynical way but I'm glad that you had a goal and you achieved it, but you also then challenge yourself to have a much bigger life, soul, heart goal, and you've accomplished that too. And here's to you and horses. I want to maybe bring a few people up to Longmont and, and experience it. I've done the, I've done it once, but I was actually a, a more of an observer. So I'd like to uh, chime in as well. Maybe I bring my two boys up. My uh, one of them is struggling with autism as we speak, and. It's a life, it's a life issue, but I believe you might, uh, might be able to help him in ways no one else has been able to. And by the way, that just, just came to me as we, yeah. as we, as we speak. So in, in closing, Kate, how would you, how would you like to end your part of this, uh, this conversation? Yeah, thank you. Honestly, just like honoring you, Greg, because I feel like you're pulling together some of the best people on the planet, having some of the most important conversations that need to happen and doing the best you can as a dad. So that's mm -hmm. how want to end <laughs> <laughs> well i told you off air i'm i'm you know i like what the 12 year old asked because i believe when we're so curious it's more than just a behavior it's become a, a an incredible skill to ask another human being what it is they really want to know from this person and then just shut up and listen and be present and and i i've it took me a while but i i've i finally got the importance of it and i'm trying to teach that to my kids and certainly with my clients and Leadership is a topic that gets talked about all the time. And I, I don't want to skip over what you said. Leadership doesn't mean that you're a great leader. Leadership means you have an opportunity to lead. And if you do it in a servant way, you take care of them, then you lead them. But there's a lot of bad leaders out there too. And by the way, I wouldn't even call them a leader. I'd call them a manager or a poor supervisor, as I stated earlier. But uh, Kate Nelligan, thank you very much for being with us today. Again, this is Greg Aiden with Aiden Leadership, another Servant Leadership Podcast. Go out and be kind, be curious, be humble, be authentic, and be present. And uh, thanks for you and your time and your beautiful smile, Kate. Really thank appreciate you. having you on. Thank you so much, Greg. I appreciate it. <laughs>